up, guys? This is UFC Unwrapped, Episode 2, member of the Unwrapped Sports Network. I'm Brent Sahadi, joined by Brandon Starkey. Follow us at Twitter, UFC Unwrapped, for UFC GIFs, UFC updates, everything UFC related. Also follow us at Unwrapped Sports if you like other sports like college basketball, MLB. You can listen on podcast.com and the Pulse Podcast Network. You can find them at pulsepodcastnetwork.com or download their app on the Apple Store. Through this app, you will be able to access more than 55 other podcasts focused on other sports. You can also find us on the Apple Podcast app. Once we launch episode two for all other podcasts and amazing articles, check us out at unwrapsports.com. Also, starting episode three, we're going to be on the podcast app. So during this podcast, we're going to break down the fights and um, recap the fights from last weekend, UFC 235. Talk about predictions for this upcoming weekend, and also talk about what's next for the fighters in UFC 235. So where I think we should start is with the dog, Diego Sanchez, yes. getting the win as we predicted. Uh, both Brandon and I both did not predict for Mickey Gall to get a win. Diego Sanchez ended up cashing at a plus 265 underdog, I believe. Big money. Uh, that was his first TKO or stoppage win in general, mm -hmm. and... I think it was almost a decade, which was huge for Diego Sanchez. <laughs> it was. It was, yeah. So Diego Sanchez really showed up. Um, like like Brent said, he was the, the major underdog. Uh, round two, four minutes and 13 seconds. So he did an amazing job. Um, Diego Sanchez has been around for ages. Mickey Gall did put up a good fight, a good showcase for him, but uh, was really happy to see Diego Sanchez take that win. I don't even think it's about Mickey like showing up or not necessarily. I think he just got outclassed. Oh, hundred percent, he did. By a Diego. The only thing I don't like about Diego winning is the fact that most likely now he's gonna have to fight someone better than Mickey Gall, and I don't want Diego to keep getting tossed to these guys who are gonna finish him. Mm -hmm. He's gotta stay at this caliber if he wants to stay in the UFC. I don't like him against anybody in the top fifteen of welterweight. So. Congrats to Diego Sanchez. Do I think he should move up in the rankings because of this fight? I don't. No, I agree. I agree. I think it was a great fight for him, but you know, tossing him to the wolves is not what he deserves at at his time right now in the UFC. He's, you know, he's getting up there. He's uh, he's had a lot of fights, a lot of great fights. I I think that um, I think he's a phenomenal athlete, and I think that keeping him with level fights would be would be great. He was our biggest underdog pick. Biggest underdog pick, correct, yeah. Um, at the Bantamweight, we had Cody Stamen versus Alejandro Perez. What do you got to say about that one, Brent? I think both of us, oh no, it was just me, predicted Cody Stamen yeah, it took to be a decision. Uh, the fight went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Just a controlling wrestler on a, on a striker who couldn't manipulate the wrestling with his jiu-jitsu. It went exactly how I played out. That one was an easy pick, easy money. The one that I think everyone wants to hear about and was excited to see was Johnny Walker versus Misha Kirkenau. Yeah. Exactly how both of us predicted. <laughs> we said some spinning shit, some flying something was going to happen. That's exactly what happened. First round finish for Johnny Walker again. Oh man, Johnny Walker has uh, amazed us every fight thus far in the UFC. First round, 36 seconds. What was that stat you heard? It was uh, his fights combined have, have been under a minute or something crazy like that. He's only fought for 49 seconds in three <laughs> fights in the UFC. He's only landed 11 significant strikes in his three fights. And he's only been hit, I believe, five times. 
Something like that. Yeah, I think it was the four. The most ridiculous but, uh, stats I've ever seen. For so much. I mean, yeah, three fights, okay. But, I mean, come on. 49 seconds of fight time. Three first-round KOs. This guy's marvelous. I'm looking forward to him. Okay. He blew his shoulder out celebrating this fight. He was untouched for three fights. Does the worm to celebrate. Dislocates his shoulder. He says he's fine. I don't know. Shoulder injuries can be can be kind of sketchy. So... I really hope he's okay. I want to see him get back in there against someone like Jimmy Manoa for a comeback fight. I Definitely don't great. toss him to the wolves. Everyone's saying Johnny Walker, go fight John Jones. The guys are tripping. Yeah. Give him some time. Let I think that'll be three start. fights down the line. Three, least, yeah, yeah, three, four fights. I agree. Uh, Misha Kirkinov, I don't know what's next for the guy. He, no. I mean, I mean to uh, to go deeper into the Johnny Walker thing. You know, they everyone was saying we want to see him against. Someone more durable, someone that has a, a, a thick chin, and you know he takes out Misha in in 36 seconds. It just goes to show how much potential Johnny Walker has, and and how much of a threat uh, he's going to be in the UFC. Excited to see what he does and where he goes with his career. Yeah, as I said, he has a similar style to Volkan, that push forward, heavy hands style, but much more creative. Can get you uh, knocked out with his elbows, knees, whatever he mm-hmm. wants. So that fight played out kind of exactly how. I think everyone expected yeah. nothing against Misha, nothing against Misha. Johnny's great, but that was that was entertainment right there. Indeed. Let's move on to featherweight. We had Zabit versus Jeremy Stevens. What do you got to say about okay. this? This fight was great. Jeremy Stevens definitely performed how I thought he was going to perform. Magomed Sharapov. Okay, so he didn't look as good as I wanted him to look. What we noticed in the fight was that during round two. Round three especially, he definitely slowed down a lot. Mm-hmm. And that was not a good sign when you're looking for someone who's 17-1 and one to fill a, a main event position. People are already talking about him versus Jose Aldo. They want to feed him to the Wolves. Yeah, he beat Jeremy Stevens, who's a great fighter. That cardio is an issue. Yes, he's creative. Yes, he has jiu-jitsu. I like his style. His cardio needs work before he fills a main event. I want to see him get a couple more fights uh, as co-main event. Nothing five rounds yet until he can get to that point because to be honest, I don't want to see him tire down in round four or five and then get finished. He's he has way too much potential for someone like Jose Aldo to take him out in the later rounds right now. Right, right. I agree with that. I mean, like yeah, like we discussed, you know, the beat looked real tired in the third. I couldn't imagine seeing him in five. Um, Jeremy Stevens, you know, shout out to you. You had a great performance in that fight. Just didn't go your way with the decision. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see what Zabit's able to do. I, I think that pretty soon here, we're going to see him lose, though. I really do. I think he's he's going to lose if he does get uh, a main event fight. Against someone like Jose Aldo. Oh, yeah. Jo- Even Frankie Edgar would give him problems. 100%. Jeremy Stevens, his stop only goes up, though. He really performed well. Magomed Sharapov is not an easy matchup for anybody. And Jeremy Stevens coming off the loss. He looked really good. He finished the fight super strong. Uh, I'm really proud of him. I want to see Jeremy keep fighting. I want to see him go up the rankings. I think he still has a lot of potential. So uh, both these guys' stocks go up, I guess. Just Zabit, man, that cardio was... Uh... <laughs> yeah, you hop on that treadmill. Yeah. Hey, they book him in a main event against one of the top guys. Bet on against him. Yeah. In those later rounds, he will diminish at this rate. So, I wanna, again, I want to see him get a couple more fights, three rounds, work on his cardio than get a main event. Yeah, I agree. Uh, to the main card. Garbrandt, Munoz. Garbrandt. Garbrandt really fucked us, man. Oh, man, Garbrandt. Um, 
I have been a fan of Garbrandt for a while now, um, but after seeing that fight, I'm really, really worried to bet on Garbrandt. I think that he's got a glass chin now. I think that anyone touches his chin, he's going to go down. <laughs> um, I, I hate talking shit about Cody because I, I've loved him for so long, but um, yeah, I would not bet for Cody any longer. Um, that's all. It really I, depends on the matchup they give him. He said that he got headbutted in the fight, and after he got headbutted, he saw red, and that's where you saw him just kind of stand and bang. I remember I was watching the fights, and I was saying, man, he's flat-footed right now. He's looking yeah. for the, the early KOs. It was only the first round. If he, if he kept that style going, he was going to get knocked out, and I said it during the fight, and it happened. He needs to become that Cody Garbrandt that outclassed Dominic Cruz. Yeah. He really does if he wants yeah. He still has so much potential. Honestly, he, he really could work his way back up the rankings and get a title shot again. I can see it. He needs to work on his technique. He needs to work on not becoming an emotional fighter. He needs to take things to the later rounds. His skill sets are there. His emotions are not there. He doesn't have the emotions. I agree. Yeah, I remember looking at you during that fight and just saying, does Cody even know where he is right now? <laughs> you know, he just looked, he looked like he did not want to be in there. He looked like he did not know what the fuck he was doing. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with Cody. I mean, my, my, my wish is to see him come back stronger than ever. But right now, I would not put a dollar on him. He needs to keep his composure in those type of situations. I mean, Pedro Munoz did not keep his composure. He played the same game Cody wanted to. And we saw him take a hell of a punch or two or three. Yeah. Pedro Munoz got really lucky. I don't want to see Pedro even fight that style anymore. Yes, it was entertaining. That is not the kind of fight I want to see, to be honest. I want to see these guys fight intelligently. Mm -hmm. With that being said, I think a good matchup for Pedro next would be someone like Aljamain Sterling. I like that. Or uh, Dominic Cruz would be a really good matchup, a good comeback fight for Dominic. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with, with both of those. I think either one would be a great fight for Pedro. And, you know, he did prove himself in this fight. I, I agree with you on the fighting style. I think um, more composure is going to be needed for his future bouts. But, you know, it worked. <laughs> As we said, don't bet on that fight. I yeah. hope none of you guys bet on that fight. That was a complete toss-up. The odds were a toss-up, too. Just yeah, 100%. All right, women's strawweight. Tisha Torres versus Zhang. Man, you want me to start here? Speaking of Zhang. Zhang. Speaking of Zhang, we do have we have some special news for you about Zhang. Uh, her English isn't too great, so she was able to answer a few questions for us, and we will get to those at the end of this podcast. But in terms of the fight... Um, Zhang performed. They both performed. Tisha Torres performed way better than I thought she was going to. I, I think, I believe I called this fight first round Zhang, but it did go to decision, and Torres did surprise me with her with her ability in that fight. Um, Zhang, I believe, is going to do incredible things in the UFC. I think that this is just the start of her career. We're going to start hearing more and more about her um, throughout her next few bouts, and I think that we will see her in title contention. I really do. Yeah. Dude. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Ben Askren, ben Askren and Robbie Lawler. If that wasn't the most insane comeback you've ever seen in a martial arts fight. I think the only fight that was a closer comeback than that was Pat Berry versus Chet Congo. Mm. You remember that yes, I do. This fight was incredible. Um, ben Askren, the Olympic wrestler, got taken down within the first, I think, 10 seconds of the fight. Shit, yeah. Not only taken down, he was... Picked up and what would you even call that? He was just dumped just on his head. Dumped on his head, yeah. I would have called that fight a TKO. Robbie Lawler got this insane ground and pound. Ben Askren was not intelligently defending himself. That was 
so sad to see if they called the fight right there, which they honestly should have, for a guy as hyped up as Ben Askren to get picked up over his head by a striker when he's the Olympic wrestler and get TKO'd in, within like 25 seconds. But that chin was tested. <laughs> he came back. He kept his composure. He got Robbie Lawler in a bulldog choke, something that your older brother probably put you in when you were a kid, and he finished the fight like that. The finish was pretty controversial, but look, there's nothing that could have gone from there besides a stoppage. Maybe they stopped the fight too soon. Had they let it go five seconds later, maybe Robbie's eyes would have bulged out of his face. <laughs> that was a clean stoppage right there. He wasn't getting out of there. There was no way to get out. Ben Askren had you on the head. He was squeezing your head. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. You know, Ben uh, Ben performed in the bulldog choke, man. We haven't seen that in, in forever, if, if ever. <laughs> um, Robbie Lawler, uh, I love the guy, man. He's uh, one hell of a fighter. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that fight could have gone either way at the beginning there, um, but it went Ben's way. I'm sure we'll see Robbie again soon. I don't think it'll be against Ben. But I, I do believe we'll see Robbie again um, really soon. Well, they want to run it back. I saw that, and then I saw something of, of Ben tweeting that he wouldn't fight Robbie again. Yeah, but it's not up to him. Right, it's true. It's President Dana White. He's going to make the call. Yeah. I'd actually really like to see Ben Askren take someone like Wonderboy Thompson. But I, again, I wouldn't be mad at a rematch with Lawler. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I think, I think uh, Wonderboy would be a good one. Or Covington. Or Covington. I want to see, I wanna see uh, the Covington-Usman uh, Brawl, though. I think that's going to go down. I don't know if you heard about what happened after the fight in Vegas. Tell me about it. Oh, man. So after the fight, uh, of course, uh, Covington's minding his own business like always. You know how he is. <laughs> and uh, ran into Usman, and it turned into some kind of confrontation where someone threw a punch at Covington. And it wasn't Usman. It was, it was someone on Usman's squad. Um, and it, it kind of escalated to the point of where uh, Covington was kicked out of the casino indefinitely. So, uh, yeah, and uh, Covington, I love him, man. I love him, but everyone hates him, and I think that's why I love him. You always got to have that that one person that is always is starting some kind of shit in the, the UFC. Heel. The heel. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get into uh, the co-main event, Tyrone Woodley versus Kamaru Usman. Wow. Man, was that wrong? <laughs> wow. Man, was that wrong? I'm embarrassed. I, I called it, man. I, I, uh, I really like Usman. I, th I think he has the heart. I think when it comes down to it, that man wanted it more, obviously. If you watch the fight, I mean, Usman was all over Woodley from start to finish. Um, Do you remember what I was saying about the press conference? Yeah. I was yeah. saying, Woodley was saying right there to his face, what do you do better than me? Strike? No. Wrestling? No. How are you going to finish me? I do everything better than you. Yeah. And I believe everything. Honestly, it could still be that way. It could still be like, Woodley just didn't show up that night. But yeah. Usman did exactly what he said he was going to do. He did everything better than Woodley. He won every minute of that fight. All 25 minutes. Incredible performance by Usman. His stock went up superiorly. I was so impressed. Woodley needs to reevaluate his game plan. He he fights somewhat intelligently, but way too safe. Yeah. Way too safe. I mean, this is exactly why everyone pulled out their flashlights when he was fighting Wonder Boy and started chanting songs was because and against Damian Maya, he plays this safe game, which it worked against Till. He let Till pressure him. 
He finds that soft spot in the octagon floor right by the ring. Yeah. Plants his back foot there, explodes with a strong right hand, and will knock out anybody. He couldn't find that outlet against Usman. He wasn't throwing when he should have been throwing. He had multiple opportunities. That was probably the most frustrating fight for me in UFC history to watch. Woodley had every capability to win that fight, and Usman just became stronger and stronger. He's the Holloway of the welterweight division. Okay, I agree. That's Every round. More intense, yeah. more stamina, more cardio, stronger, more volume. Yeah. I don't even know what's next for Usman. That's I mean, incredible. That, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'd love to see the Usman Covington fight. I think that that is inevitable now. Um, but Woodley, man, I, I it was crazy to see him like that. I've never seen anything, honestly, quite like that in the UFC. Um, I think he needs to stop focusing so much on his rap career and focus more on uh, his fighting career. Um, but. So yeah, what's, I, what's next for Woodley? What's next for Woodley? I Covington? No, no, no. Usman's gonna get Covington for the, for the belt. So you think Woodley might get the winner of Darren Till and Jorge Masvidal? I could see something like that. I don't think that Woodley will get another title shot at least for a few fights. I think uh, Dana's gonna make him prove himself again. And he's not fighting Wonder Boy for a trilogy. No, no way, no way. But I think uh, I think we'll see Woodley again this year, but not for a little while. I think it's it's time for him to t- kind of take a seat, figure out a new game plan, and go from there. Yeah. Incredibly frustrating. Yeah. And then of course the main event of the night: John Jones versus Anthony Smith. Let me tell you, that Lionheart name will stick with him forever. He had the, you know, he really did have a lot of heart in that fight, and what what impressed me more than anything, and I think if you watch the fight, it would impress anybody, was when it could have gone DQ. He could have walked out of that ring with the belt. Yeah, he could have just taken the belt he, home. He could have taken the belt home. Not, that's not what he's about. Right. That's not not, what he wants to be. No, 100%. And um, Jones did Jones. I'm surprised he didn't get the knockout, but that just goes to show you, you know, Anthony Smith is one hell of a fighter. Mad respect to the man. And um, I think we'll see him again very shortly as well. Who do you think you'd see Anthony Smith against? Gustafson. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. And then I'm hearing news that Jones plans on staying in light heavyweight for another few fights, which that's totally fine. Uh, what I'm hearing, the reason why is because his, his natural weight rests around 205, so he doesn't have to cut weight much or gain much weight to fight, which, you know, when you have that many uh, title fights, I guess you got to kind of get to decide where you want to go next. Yeah, I mean, I'm, honestly, at this point, I'm happy with whatever Jones wants to do. As long as he stops pissing hot, as long as he keeps fighting and he's active, I'm good. I'm yeah. Good with it. Jones puts on a hell of a performance. He always has, and I think he always will. Um, he never ceases to amaze with some of the shit he pulls during a fight, and uh, I love to watch him fight. I think that he's a different kind of animal, and uh, I, I say hands down the best UFC fighter that we've seen today. It's got to be. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I don't think there's anyone in light heavyweight that would beat him. No chance. Let's get into fight night 146 this Saturday. Wichita. Brent, break it down for us first. Starting with Tim Botch versus Omari Akhmedov. Tim Botch coming in at plus 100. Akhmedov minus 130. So it's pretty much a pick em fight. Tim Botch is not the most consistent fighter I've seen in the UFC. Neither is Akhmedov. But what we have seen is Akhmedov... Definitely has better cardio than Botch, and he likes to take fights more seriously than Botch. Botch goes in there looking for the KO. Akhmedov might take this to a decision. I got Akhmedov by decision. 
Minus 130. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about this one. I'm just going to say, you know, bet at your will and go with Brent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Next, Benil Dariush versus Drew Dober. Benil Dariush, his, his style is very interesting. He has this strong wrestling background, but sometimes he has hands. Drew Dober, kind of similar, re- strong wrestling style. Mm-hmm. He's not on Dariush's level. Dariush coming in at minus 200. Drew Dober at plus 160. I like Dariush via decision as well. Yeah, uh, you know, Dariush wants to reclaim his spot in the rankings. He's going to have to stop Drew Dober, and Drew Dober's coming off a three-fight win streak. Dober's tough, man. He is really tough, but I think Dariush is going to win this fight. Um, he's a legit threat. He's just and more proven. Yeah, he's just more proven. I, 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 I'm going to take Dariush as well. Um, I'm going to say... Wins by either decision or submission late in the fight. Cool. Ben Rothwell versus Blagoy Avanov. Ooh. So this is an... Okay, why is Ben Rothwell fighting again? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's old, man. He's just had such an interesting heavyweight career. He's... I don't know, man. I don't, I don't necessarily want to see him fight. Blagoy Avanov, he hasn't really shown me anything that impressive either. Ben Rothwell's a minus 100... Ivanov is minus 130, so pretty much a pick em fight. I know I just talked kind of bad about Ben Rothwell, but I like him via KO second round. This seems like just an wow. entertainment heavyweight fight. Anyone yeah. can get this. You know, I, I never like betting on heavyweight fights. I think they can always go either way. You know, with the big heavy hands, all it takes is one solid punch to the chin, and you see him go down. Um, yeah, Ben Rothwell making a long way to return. Yeah, I don't think we've seen Rothwell fight in, in two years or so. Um, Rothwell was on a real tear through the heavyweight division, though, with a 4-1 record through his past five fights, including a knockout against Overeem. We'll see. I mean, I, I don't like I said, I don't bet on on heavyweight fights, but... Smart man. Yeah. Let's, let's keep moving on. Uh, Tim Means versus Nico Price. Don't bet on this fight. Don't bet on this fight. Don't bet on this fight. Tim Means, minus 210. Nico Price, plus 165. Don't bet on this fight. Both these guys are unpredictable. Both these guys have a fierce striking style. Nico Price can get a KO whenever he wants, especially in the first round. But Tim Means, very aggressive striker, can take a hit. Very ruthless, can cut Nico Price up with his elbows. Sit back, watch this fight. Don't bet on it. This one is entertainment. I agree. You know, they're both known for putting on a great show, nonstop action. I think this matchup will be very eventful. Um, Means is coming off a nasty TKO in his last fight, and he has a reputation of being one of the grittiest welterweights on the roster. Uh, Meanwhile, Price has earned finishes in all four of his UFC victories, so it's tough to imagine the judges needing to get involved in this one. I think it's going to end in a a TKO either way. Agreed. Uh, Welterweight co-main event. Go ahead, Brent, break it down. Curtis Millinder versus... Elijah Zaleski Dos Santos. Curtis Millinder is minus 100. Dos Santos is minus 130. My prediction for this fight is Dos Santos by decision. Again, this is a not a fight I would necessarily want anyone to bet on, including myself. So what we've seen out of Dos Santos is he likes to take fights very seriously. He's not in there to keep his chin up and just throw hands. He's a very calculated guy. Curtis Millinder, very similar, takes fights to decisions a lot of the time, but their KOs are very nice KOs. This fight can be a stoppage, but I think both these guys are going to come in, both respecting each other's power, both respecting each other's style. I think we're going to see Dos Santos by decision. 
I like that, Britt. Um, yeah, DeSanto suffered a razor close split decision loss in his UFC debut, but since that, he's rattled off six straight wins, including back to back highlight reel knockouts. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot from Dos Santos in this. Uh, I'm going to take him as well. What did you say for your prediction? Dos Santos via decision. Yeah. Both these guys are going to be too respectful of each other's power, and their styles are very similar. I agree. Yeah, I'm going to take decision as well. But I wouldn't um, be surprised if there's some highlight real KO, but I just usually these kinds of styles against each other, there's not usually a knockout. These guys respect each other too right. much. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Let's get to the main event. This is going to be a fun fight. Yeah, I'm actually really excited it's for this fight. not a bad fight. fight. No, not at all. Derek the Beast Lewis, man. The Black Beast. The Black Beast. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, I fucking, I fucking love him. Check out his Instagram uh, if you haven't already. Yeah, if you haven't checked yourself. out yeah, Derek Lewis's Instagram, he will keep you laughing. He's a knockout artist, man. At yeah. the end of the day, he's an absolute knockout artist. Uh, his last fight was against Cormier. Not a fair fight for him, I don't think at all. I think that was put together real last minute. Just, got paid. He got. He did get paid. He got paid. The, the big man got paid. <laughs> Half a million dollar paycheck. Yes, he did get paid for that one. Um, I think this is a pivotal fight for both athletes. Yeah, and the winner of this fight will jump right into championship contention, I believe. Dos Santos is a lot younger than people might think. I think he's only 33 or 34. He's had a very long career, and he looks old. He does look old. But, yeah. you know, both these guys still have their whole lives ahead of them. So I think they're both going to have a lot of energy coming into this fight. I don't necessarily think Lewis will get a rematch at the title right now. But what would be a fun fight for either of these guys coming off a win would be maybe Stipe. Yeah. I mean, Dos Santos has already fought Stipe. Uh, he beat Stipe. So they got to run it back. Run it back. Yeah, he also beat... You know, he has some pretty notable names that he's beat. Dos Santos beat Cain Velasquez, Mark Hunt... Stipe, those are some pretty notable people yeah. right there. The odds on this fight, Derek Lewis, plus 170 dog. Dos Santos is minus 220. I like those odds. I like those odds. Yeah. Dos Santos, is, he's a very intelligent man. He knows how to avoid the heavy hands of all these heavyweights. Hasn't been knocked out in a minute. I think he's going he's gonna to get a nice decision win over Derek Lewis. He's going to take him into the later rounds, tire him out. I like it. I'm gonna. I've got to mix it up, man. I I, uh, I love Derek Lewis. I'm gonna take Derek Lewis, plus one seventy. Let's call it third round knockout. Cold. It is cold. Right. I I would love to see it. I like that. Yeah, I mean that's all we got for um this card. Now, oh, I wanted to bring up if you would have taken our bets <laughs> on UFC two thirty five. You would have if you would have bet a hundred dollars on all the fights that we predicted. You would have been up six hundred and sixty-five dollars profit. Profit. Get your money, boy. Get your money, boy. That's a rent check right there. That's what I'm <laughs> not oh, in California, man. dude. <laughs> yeah, not in LA. I don't know where y'all are listening from, but that's about a bathroom check in, in LA. <laughs> um. All right, and the last thing we have for tonight is uh our special segment with Wiley Zhang. Um, Amazing that we made that happen. Yeah, super cool. She is actually super Brandon gets all the credit. That was all him. <laughs> she is super down to earth. Uh, super how did you amazing. How did you get her attention? Instagram. Tell us S about it. Slid in those DMs, man. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, reached out to her. Just said, you know, how much of an amazing fighter she is. I've had my eye on her since her her debut in the UFC. I've always thought she's gonna be something special. 
reached out to her. She'd been talking to me. Uh, like I said, her English isn't too great. So instead of bringing her on the actual podcast, I just shot her over a few questions and she responded in Chinese. So I had to translate that um, through Google Translate. So some of the responses were a little choppy, but I, I cleaned them up as much as I could to get, uh, to get the right answers out of them. Um, right, yeah, shout out to, to Zhang. I think she is going to be something special in the UFC. So the first question we asked her was, who has been your biggest influence in MMA? Uh, and this was her response. The game of Ronda Rousey was very popular at the time, and her feelings were unforgettable. It's not important to see if I'm a superstar in my eyes, but she's using the performance on the court or in the cage to prove to all audiences who understand the sport of mixed martial arts. Women can be in the cage just as much as men to prove a point. And I actually really love that response. Very insightful. Um, sorry, guys. I'm a little sick this week. Uh, where does she see herself one year from now? Um, so she kind of expounded on this a little bit. She sees herself, she, well, she says, I see Ronda Rousey fighting for the first time in the UFC. I, I am sure I will be just like her. And I, I actually do see that. Um, she says, rather than saying that the cage belongs to me, it is better to say that I belong to the cage. It is the land of life or death. Hard work and talent are my way of survival, so I have to work very hard. After one year, I believe that I will be the champion strawweight. I remember very clearly in 2013, I saw Ronda Rousey fighting for the first time in the UFC. I'm sure I will be just like her. What amazing And that goes into our next question. She said, when uh, I, we asked, when did she know she wanted to become a fighter? So that kind of broke that one down. Um, 2013. Yeah, she's, she's awesome, man. And then our last question for her was, what are the biggest obstacles you have faced in, as an MMA fighter so far? She, she's awesome. She goes, I have not encountered any obstacles until now. All obstacles can be passed over by our efforts. As long as we work hard and have a clear goal, there's a strong mentality towards the goal. Obstacles will turn to the driving force moving us forward. I love this female. I love her. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I can't get any girl to respond to my DMs. And <laughs> Brandon goes out there and gets one of the baddest women on the planet to respond to his DM. <laughs> oh, man. She's phenomenal. Yeah, um, I'm really excited to see what she does. Shout out to her again for giving us the time to... Uh, so cool that she did that. So cool, yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, this weekend we got Wichita, um, Derek Lewis. I want to see it happen. I'd love to see him get back in the UFC and, and for a championship fight. This is a fun card. Yeah. This is a fun card. Not a lot of big names on the prelims. That's really why we didn't break it down. Yeah. But, you know, this main card, order a pizza, invite some cool people over. Enjoy these fights. These are going to be pure entertainment. Again, these betting tips we're giving, for especially for this card, uh, don't take them too seriously. These are just our picks. This this card, I don't know if I put any money on anything. This is just entertainment. Enjoy. Yeah, so you'll be able to watch it on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And obviously really looking forward to uh, 236. So let's not forget about Fight Night 147 that's coming up next Saturday. The breakdowns for those fights, it's going to be on the podcast app on your iPhone. Finally, it's a huge step for us. So that's going to be episode three. That's where you're going to be able to find us. You'll still find us on PulsePodcastNetwork.com as well. You guys can submit fan questions for that card at our Twitter at UFC Unwrapped. We'd love to get some questions, answer your guys' questions. We'll give you the credit, tag your at, all that. 
Darren Till versus Jorge Masvidal. I love this fight. Oh, Both yeah. of these guys are super scary. People are sleeping on Masvidal. I don't know why. It's not going to be a walk in the park for Darren Till at all. No, not at all. Darren Till is a phenomenal fighter, but this is not a walk in the park fight for him. Jorge Masvidal used to fight people in their backyards. <laughs> I don't think anyone really talks much about that anymore. He used in Miami where he grew up. He would take backyard fights, not against Kimbo Slice, but you know at the same time, this guy's a fighter, yeah. a true fighter. Darren Till, nothing to take away from him. I, I like the odds too. I think the odds respect the, both guys. Darren Till's coming in, I think minus two twenty five, which makes sense. But again, don't sleep on Masvidal. This guy, great boxing, great jujitsu. I can't wait for this fight. I can't wait to break down this fight. I can't wait to break down the entire card. So please, guys, stay tuned. We also just got a fan question on Twitter from Kevin Coleman. His handle is ColemanBU11, C-O-L-E-M-A-N-B-U-11. Kevin Coleman asks us, what's your take on what Donald Cerrone said? Why would the UFC want to book McGregor in anything besides a main event anyway? Seems kind of nonsense. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> That's actually a really good question. This just popped up what, yesterday or the day before. I believe it was about, it was that right after Cerrone's last fight, he had a phenomenal performance and Connor tweeted something like, I would love to fight you. And then now we're looking at Connor not wanting to fight unless it is a main event. Um, so what Cerrone said was Connor won't fight unless it's a main event. I don't know if it's an ego thing or a status thing for him. I don't give a shit. I'll fight anyone, <laughs> anywhere, and I stand by that all the time. I guess he's a prima donna and only takes main event spots. I don't know. Um, what does he expect yeah, from I mean, McGregor? Yeah, McGregor's been a headliner in his last seven events. I, I agree. I, th I think uh, McGregor deserves... A headliner fight, no matter what, he has that status now of. Oh shit! Dude. Yeah, I mean, um, and then Cerrone also said we were all waiting on Connor for April. He said he wasn't ready. I don't know how in one breath he can say I'll fight anyone, anytime, anywhere. And the next time say I'm not ready for that one. Um, and he said I'm more annoyed that he went radio silent after putting it out. I get it. You want to stay relevant by putting it out there, but then you can't go radio silent. Sack up, bitch. Sign the fucking paper. <laughs> I love Cerrone, dude. Kevin, you're right. It is nonsense. Yeah. They're, they're going to make this fight a main event for sure. I just don't think that this is the fight that's going to actually come to fruition. I really don't think so. No. Is okay. it an exciting fight? Yes. Is this the fight that McGregor is going to take? I don't think so, man. I don't. I don't either. I think it was all hype after Cerrone's last performance. I think, yeah. I don't, I don't see it ever happening, to be honest. I think that it was a lot of talk. And I think McGregor kind of spoke a little too much, a little too soon um, to get that hype going on Twitter and obviously all social media platforms. But um, yeah. I'd like to see McGregor fight the winner of the Dustin Poirier-Max Holloway rematch for the 155 belt. Really depends how long Khabib's out. Um, and then there's also Tony Ferguson, who's on the lines too. So Ferguson versus McGregor kind of makes sense. But I know Ferguson's holding out for that title fight. It. 155 is such a hostile weight class right now because no one really knows what's going on. Yeah. There's no real order to what's happening. No one knows when Khabib's coming back. Speculation is November. I don't yeah. know, man. I don't know. I don't know either, but great question. And um, yeah, we'll look forward to answering more fan questions. So guys, episode two is finished. You can find us on Pulse Podcast Network. 
also at PulsePodcastNetwork.com. Starting episode three next week, you'll be able to find us on the podcast app on iOS. Anyone with an iPhone will find us there. We're really excited to break down that card as well. Again, that's Darren Till and Jorge Masvidal. Please submit your fan questions. I'll make sure to get to all of them. Hope you guys have a good week. Hope you guys enjoy the fights. Next week, we're going to recap the fights and everything, so stay tuned. Yeah, and if we aren't able to answer your questions on the podcast, we will make sure to get to you through Twitter. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to our second podcast, and uh, I think that's all we got. Yeah. Take care. Take care.